Why do you want to talk to kids about sex? That's what I want to know. What motivates you to talk to kids about sex or sexuality, anything? I, was, I, I get sent this stuff because you know my passion. You know where I'm at. I'm about protecting the hearts and minds of children, of protecting the next generation. And by God, it's a hill worth dying on, and I will die on that hill. I don't give a rat's ass who you think you are. You can come at me. The evidence is out there. They're doing it. Listen, if you're a groomer, 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 if you're a groomer and you want to, if you, and you have pedophilic tendencies all right where else you gonna go you're gonna go where they're all congregated you're gonna go to the church to the daycare to the children's ministry you're gonna go to the schools you're gonna go to the theme parks you're gonna go to children's entertainment places all these kind of things you're gonna now i'm not saying everybody that's there is a groomer i'm not saying that i'm not saying that give me a break but I'm saying it's there. It's invaded. The cancer is in the body, folks. It's in the body. And these folks, these men and these women out here who have these insidious plans for our children and grandchildren, they're doing this. Now, I'm not here to villainize people. People, you know, Chris, everybody wants to tell me that I'm just out here criticizing everybody. <clears throat> I'm not criticizing anybody. I don't give a, I don't care. I don't care who you are unless you're harming other people. I'm not just out here being judgmental. I'm trying to protect a generation. I'm trying to protect children, for crying out loud. And you should be too. So that's one of the things we're dedicated to here on this show. I saw this thing, this handout given to 12-year-olds in school. And it was like a coloring page for, I mean, I can't even talk to you about the stuff that was on this, these illustrations that were on here about these things in your life. It had condoms. It had sex toys. It was talking about self-pleasure, going getting tested for STDs. 12-year-olds. 12-year-olds. You know, let's be real. When you were 12 years old, Chris, I'm going to go into a real theory here that, I, that I'm developing on this thing. Uh, when, you, when you were 12, 13 years old, you know, sometimes you found yourself in a soapy shower, okay? That, you know, you were suddenly like, ooh, that feels different than it ever did. And you explore certain things, and that's that. And then you feel real guilty forever and think you got AIDS, okay? That's stupid child stuff. It's part of the process. And then hopefully if you have good parents, specifically a good father, who's willing to sit down and say, okay, when you're of the right age, let's have this talk about some of the changes you're going through and let's protect you from those. But that's a parent doing that, all right? We've gotten into a world where we're taking that thing that happened, that sensation that happened in the shower and we're putting it out there on the neon billboards for everybody to see. And we're trying to say, okay, this needs to be the main topic we're talking about to these kids. And I'll tell you one of the things that I think is going on. These people have gotten so screwed up in their heads in trying to normalize this that they're taking every little piece of bait they can to really drag that line out there. What do I mean by that? Well, You know, you talk to a little girl who's seven or eight years old, and she mentions the boy out on the playground, and she goes, ooh, gross. Or you say the little boy that's seven or eight years old, oh, you got a girlfriend? No way. 
That's disgusting. That's gross. You remember the whole girls have cooties. Oh, well, then you must be gay. Now, I am overgeneralizing that thing. That's a lot of hyperbole there. But that's not honestly far off from what's happening in some of these settings. Because, again, we talk about teachers who are saying that, you know, 20 out of 30 of their students are identifying as transgender. No, they're not. You are grooming them to say that. You are equipping them with, with, what it, with the tools to say those kind of things. They're not transgender. They're not. You are, you are taking the words they say, twisting them, making them into a bigger thing. And, and you're like, well, this is not happening in my neighborhood or in my school. Yes, the hell it is. It's happening, folks. And I know this is not an episode that's going to make me a popular person here. Is because you're going to say, oh, you're just coming at teachers and you're coming. I'm coming at every damn body. I'm coming at the pastor. I'm coming at the priest. I'm coming at the youth minister. I'm coming at the bus driver. I don't give a rat's ass how much you pat yourself on the back for what you do for a living. You got cancer among you. You got cancer among you. So if you're a bus driver, I want you to be a good moral bus driver. I do. I want you to be the best damn bus driver you can be. But I want you to look around because you know your own heart. You're like, that ain't me. Good. I want you to look around you. Make sure ain't none of you around there either. Ain't nobody in that profession doing the kind of things I'm describing. Same goes with teachers. Same goes with preachers. Same goes with politicians. Same goes with anybody that's out there. Our heads have got to be on a swivel right now. That's the point. When Disney is doing everything they can. I mean, we have shown you the videos over and over and over again of the Disney Corporation from the business perspective of how they want to turn Disney gay. They want 50% or whatever, 60%, I don't remember what the number is, 50% gay characters. Why? They want half the characters to be gay. Why? Why? Why does my eight-year-old who just wants to watch a freaking cartoon have to know about the sexuality of the character. They don't. We're not talking about an innocent make-believe kiss that wakes up Snow White here. We're talking about a whole lifestyle. You're trying to promote this one big, huge lifestyle. Why do you have ratings on movies? Why, why do we even have them? G, general audiences. means anybody should be able to watch it. PG, parental guidance. Remember parental guidance? You should be able to guide your children as to whether or not that's up to you. So if I want my kids to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, hey, in the final scene, the dude's head's going to explode and you're going to see it. Now, we go back and watch that. Now we're like, totally was wax. Like that was wax. They just heated up a bunch of wax and pfft, there it went. His head melted. But that was up to me to determine if I wanted my kids to see that. Well, then we had PG-13. You might see some side boob right? You might hear a cuss word. There might be some provocative. Somebody might smoke a cigarette in the movie. Well, then we're encouraging you. You might not want to watch that until you're 13. And then they had, then they had rated R. That's restricted. Guaranteed going to be some graphic violence, going to be some language. It was going to be some nudity, all those things. Those are the kind of things you, you, when you were, you know, 15 years old, you stayed up late until the parents went to bed. So you could see, catch a little bit on Cinemax. You flip by it. Then they added, what was it, NC-17? 
I don't even know if that's still a thing. Is it still? NC-17. It was restricted for anybody. You know, nobody under 17 can watch this. It's basically the modern-day X. You know? You know, because they used to have X-rated films. Not triple X. Not pornography. But, like, literally ratings that were X. Uh, And then they got the NC-17. This is pretty strong stuff that's out there. What happened to the rating system that were there for parents to see? Now you're sending your kids into a school where they're going to be given worksheets that have sex toys on them, condoms, diaphragms, identifying how you feel sexually based on the toppings you like on a pizza. So if I put anchovies on this, then that means I like oral. You got the pornography in the libraries. You can see the thing right here. This, this is, is that the one of the two boys? that are engaged in in making out now oral sex this is illustration cartoon illustration basically this is this is illustrated anime pornography that's being put out there available in the schools uh and it's not just happening in san francisco or new york city or chicago no this is small town usa this is mckinney texas folks this is places that you thought this would never happen but here it is and what are we going to do what are we going to do we're going to sit there and just continue sweeping it under the rug. You can throw water on the, on the fire alarm. You can, you, can, you can douse me all you want and say, Chad's out of touch. He doesn't know what's going on. Well, you know what? If I err on the side of protecting your children, then crucify me. All right? If me saying I want to protect your kids from sexual predators or groomers or whatever, then you know what? I'll take that bullet. I, fine by me. Fine by me, because you know what I hope and pray? I hope and pray I'm wrong. I hope that those of you who are naysayers and you say, yeah, Chad, he's out of touch. He's so extreme. He just full of hate. He hates everybody. He just wants to make everybody believe that everybody's out there sexualizing your kids. I hope you're right and I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because that means your kid will never be tempted by a teacher, will never have to worry about an authority figure putting ideas in their heads that you would not approve of. I hope that that never happens in the life of your child. But what I do, what I do want to see as a result, whether I'm right or wrong, is that you get interested enough to say, hey, Johnny, hey, Susie, come here. Let's talk about what's going on at school. What's, what's being taught? Now, you know what? You know what's weird? And we talk about this. You know, there's a lot of dads out there. They don't want to have that sex talk when they're kid, with their kid. You know, mom comes into the bedroom and says, hey, you need to go talk to Johnny. It's about that time to have the talk. Oh, do I have to? Because it's an uncomfortable subject. But it's not uncomfortable for some of these teachers to be doing it. It's not uncomfortable for Disney to make a movie about it to build their theme parks around it. It's not, un- it's not uncomfortable for them, so it better get very comfortable for you to talk about this stuff because it's being forced on you. Now, I don't want to have to go talk to my seven or eight-year-old about sexual issues. I don't want to. But you know what, folks? Our hand's being forced here. We have got to be able to step in and say, what is our kid being exposed to? What are they seeing? What's being handed out? That's why I keep saying there, need to be, there needs to be cameras in every classroom. Every freaking classroom in America needs to have a camera. Personally, I think every elected politician should be wearing a lapel camera or a body cam. Like, I, I think teachers should have to wear one. I, I mean, I really do. I, and like, I, I, 
again, maybe I'm erring on the side of Big Brother watching. I don't know, but but you've already, you've again you you've screwed it up for everybody. People have screwed it up for everybody. So yeah, I think when it comes to parents, I think parents should have to have eyes on the situation. I mean, you've got you got a parent that was dressed as an Easter bunny. This is a parent. Parents aren't. Don't get me wrong. Parents aren't to be excused either here. Parent dressed as Easter Bunny hands out eggs with condoms to elementary school children. That's Austin, Texas over the Easter weekend. That was last Thursday. Now, the school came out and said, wasn't us, wasn't us, we didn't have anything to do, wasn't planned or sanctioned by the school. We've spoken about the inappropriate nature with the parent. We value parent participation, always request that you work with campus staff to support our students. All right, so there's a parent out there that thought that was okay. It ain't all right. It ain't all right. Uh, most Americans oppose teaching K through three children about sexual orientation and transgender issues. That just seems like common sense, right? Um, Florida rejects dozens of math books containing critical race theory and other indoctrinating concepts. Sometimes it's not just about sex and transgenderism. Sometimes it's critical race theory and Marxism. There's all this stuff that's going on, folks. That, I mean, they're... Re, they're re- <laughs> Uh, why does math books need to have critical race theory in there? Um, on and on and on and on and on this stuff goes. I mean, last weekend, what was that Thursday show where we just went down the headlines of all the things that are going on? Don't tell me it's not happening, folks. It is freaking happening. God, I've never wanted to be so wrong about something in my life. I want to come on here. I want to encourage you. I want to tell you how to live life. And I want to be able to poke fun at things and, and have a good time and, and just and tell jokes and woo, have a fun time. You know, we do. But no, guys, we're in a we're in a we're in a dangerous time, a dangerous time. In our next segment, I'm going to bring on a special guest. She's somebody that's on the forefront in a very quiet way. She's on the forefront, though, of exposing a lot of this stuff. And I want you to meet her. I want you to follow her on Twitter. I want you to um, I want you to find out what she's all about, because I'm telling you, these there are warriors out there there's men and women out there who are on the front lines we don't know their names they're not popular people they're they're not famous uh they're not celebrities by any stretch of the imagination but they're doing what i believe to be god's work and they're out there exposing these things and she's going to join me in the next segment uh before we go the global upheaval caused by russia's invasion of ukraine and the crippling sanctions on russian trade are showing to have massive ripple effects across the world including right here in the u.s and it's not just at the gas pump Food prices soaring right now. Uh, Joe Biden said with regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket as the dollar becomes worth less every day. Transition some of your nest egg to something of worth with gold and silver from Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an IRA or a 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. So I want you to start right now. Text CHAD, I spell it CHAD, to 989898. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. That's Chad, my name, to 989898. They'll give you a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation to get the info. Text Chad to 989898. Protect your savings with gold. Chad, 989898. We'll be right back.
everybody, welcome back. Um, as always, we like to jump on Skype here and bring on some special guests. I want to bring on a very special guest. Actually, uh, as I was saying before we started during the break, this is this is my new favorite follow on Twitter. I, I love following this lady, uh, and I've, I found her, and, and she's just posting some stuff. I don't like the content necessarily that, that she is posting just because of the nature and reality of what it is in regards to our kids specifically with schools and and all of this just hypersexualization that we've talked about so many many times but she's she's uncovering some some real truth some real evidence and a lot of things because you know how it is people they want to come at us and they want to say now nah, you're coming up you're making up all of this stuff this is not really happening in our schools but it is and so I want to welcome Kelly to the show Kelly you can follow her um, at Kelly SKE on Twitter, um, encourage you to do that. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate Thanks you being here. Me. And you sent me, and I'm going to go back to this uh, message you sent me on Twitter. And this is healthytxyouth.org. So healthytexasyouth.org, healthytxyouth.org. Teens are unique. Their health care should be too. And it talks about the barriers to health care that Texas youth face and all of these various initiatives that they're putting out. What in the world is going on with our kids? There's a big agenda because um, sex education, as we know it, has changed and the ideologies behind that. So a lot of people have believed that this is a fringe, that this is just California, that this is New York, but it's actually invading every state. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of folks say, well, it's not happening here. You know, if, it, if it's happening in Texas, it, it can be happening anywhere. And so that's one of the things that I've consistently done is I've pointed out to people that it, that it is happening, you know, even in the smaller towns, in the rural areas, it's starting to you're starting to see an invasion of this stuff. You know, we've dealt with critical race theory. We've dealt with the SEL. That's starting to get exposed in a big way. Now we're starting to see this hypersexuality. I mean, I just read an article the other day where a parent dressed as the Easter Bunny was handing out eggs with condoms in them at an elementary school to school children. Now, again, the, the school came out and said this wasn't something that was condoned or put out by the school, but it still, it happened. Why is this stuff becoming okay when it comes to our children? Well, and there's a group of individuals, many individuals that are pushing this comprehensive sexuality education and comprehensive sexuality education goes back to the uh, United Nations, Mm. the International Planned Parenthood Federation and many different groups, actually. But all of this is designed to be taught to grades K through 12 nationwide and globally, actually, uh, in a variety of subjects and uh, stemming outside of then health classes and typical sex ed. And so understanding the foundational uh, ideas, belief systems and goals of this new sexuality education is key for families and parents and everyone. Now, you got a podcast that you host, right? Time to Stand. Correct. And, and you got what, what kind of things? I mean, what are this is an agenda, right? I mean, we're seeing more and more of this stuff that's coming along. Um, what what is where are we headed with all of this stuff? What's going to happen here? Well, I can tell you as a warning from California here that um, 
one of the things that is happening as far as advocacy right now is in California, if you're 12 and older, you can leave campus Mm -hmm. without parental notice or consent and go obtain services at Planned Parenthood, which include abortion, birth control, et cetera. But in 2019, the California Teachers Association actually put out information that they want 12-year-olds to be able to obtain uh, hormone-affirming therapy without the barrier of parental permission. Mm. And and there's there's a lot behind this to understand, but as far as where we're heading, I think there's huge concerns about the end game for these groups that are doing this. And, and, and go ahead. I don't I don't want to interrupt you there. If you had another thought, no, go ahead. No, I, I just you know I'm looking at this stuff and I'm I'm trying to analyze. You know, is this a group of people who are just so bitter either with their own problems, their own identity issues, their own sexual issues. Maybe maybe they were gay and they didn't know how to come out to family or they felt persecuted in some way or or maybe there was some kind of dysphoria that was going on in their mind. And so now there's there's and, and people get mad at me for saying things like this. I don't care. I'm just trying to really grasp this motivation here. Is it like, okay, we're going to make sure that your kids experience the same kind of confusion that we experienced when we were growing up. You is it, you think there's an element of that that's going on, or am I way off the mark here? Well, I think the key to understanding what their motivations or intentions may be is the ideology that children, in their mind, have a right to sexual pleasure. Um, and this is, sorry, very much going back to Alfred Kinsey and queer theory as well, which has this belief that sexual activity begins at birth. Mm. And therefore, they believe in uh, sexual rights, and that includes sexual pleasure, and they also promote sexual citizenship. So these are all really loaded terms as far as what they believe. But Previously, sex education began as teaching uh, human reproduction, biology, science. Uh, then it morphed into more of the safety prevention methods, um, discussions about uh, STDs and all of that. And, and then now what we have is actually the belief that um, in, in sexuality education, that they're actually teaching pleasure and Mm. that pleasure is is um, part of their sex positive teaching. You know, and that's one of the things we've seen the TikTok videos and you're exactly right on that because we've seen the TikTok videos. We've we've aired them here, the various reels and stories of people saying, you know, you know, sexual pleasure, you know, masturbation, all of these things. It should be for everybody. You know, you shouldn't be ashamed of it, whether you're, you know, 10 years old or you're 90 years old. Um, it, and in this, this whole, this whole idea that kids should be exposed to everything that adults are willingly exposing themselves to, you know, kids are without a choice in all of this. They're being exposed to this and we're kind of leading them off like lambs to the slaughter by sending them either into, uh, public school settings or, you know, they can't even go to the library without, you know, drag queen story hour, all, all these various things that are happening. You know, California is certainly worse than a whole lot 
uh, of places out there, but no place is immune from it. What did you see that got you started kind of on this journey of exposing these things? Where did all of this begin for you? For me, it actually traces back to 2016 and learning about social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. That really, I was a advocate for public education. I had grown up in the public school system. I was previously anti-homeschooling, actually, and now I'm a homeschooler. Mm -hmm. Um, But that particular area is what caught my attention that something was really shifting in education. Then in the midst of researching all of that, I ended up finding out that sex education in California had changed. So in December 2018, I began researching this and joining with many other parents and individuals in the state who were um, making others aware of not just the new comprehensive sexuality education that was made law in 2016, but then we were also researching the updates to the health framework uh, from the California Department of Education. Mm. This then became this huge journey for our family as far as understanding the groups involved, um, the content that they were wanting and that they were already recommending and the supplemental curricula and what that looked like, um, which was very graphic. And the concern is that you have students that are being taught graphic sexual education who do not have the typical capacity to even process everything. And therefore, we have children that are being taught concepts and graphic material that they're often not even developmentally ready to to take in yeah. and see. Well, no, and, and you know, a long time ago when I came out and publicly said that social emotional learning SEL being taught in the school was just another form of of bringing this stuff in. I mean, people, you would have you would have thought that I would have said that you know Jesus was evil. I mean, people came at me. I mean, they jumped on me with. A, you know, their claws and fangs bared. They were so mad at me. And and then people come at me and they say, well, you're anti-public educator, you're anti-teacher. I'm not. I, I think that many well-meaning teachers and educators like yourself in your own journey have been victimized by a system that maybe did, they weren't, aren't even aware of what's going on. Uh, we had a hidden camera um, video that we showed recently where there was a teacher in a lounge who was saying, yeah, you know, we're not allowed to talk about CRT. We're not allowed to talk about SEL, but we just call it, you know, uh, mental health. And, and we just change the name of it. We relabel it. And that's what I keep telling people. They just keep repackaging this. And as you said, you turn around and you notice that this, you know, this teaching of health or sexual education has changed dramatically. How far does this go? I mean, we're seeing it, you know, where, as we say, the silent parts they're saying out loud now. Is there a stop to this? And ultimately, what is it that we as parents, we as guardians, we as responsible American citizens, what's the end game? What do we do, Kelly? I think as far as what we do is is starting with exactly what you've been doing and what I'm trying to do as well is you inform the public because Mm. a lot of people really do believe that this is fringe, that this is only happening in California, New York, Washington, but it is happening throughout the nation. Even if it is not a law that makes this required in your state, they are making efforts right now to make this a federal make sex education Mm. national for all grades. And I think it's really important for 
parents and taxpayers to inform one another, to join in groups. Um, I think it's helpful to um, go to board meetings, try and get elected to school boards. I also am a strong advocate for homeschooling in this time because I've witnessed that uh, as one of the threads that I shared and exposed on Twitter about the future of sex education initiative, they are weaving this into all subjects Mm. and all grades. And the lens in which they use is uh, social justice pedagogy. This is all happening really quickly, and there's groups that are forming 501c4, et cetera, to um, advocate for this nationwide. And a lot of people also, they think, well, my school's okay. It's not happening in my district. But the other thing to be aware of is in most states, teacher credentialing programs and those schools where teachers are receiving their degrees are often radicalized. Mm. And so once your teachers retire, the teachers taking their place will have been trained in a lot of this. Yeah. That's heavy stuff. Kelly, I want to have you back on, okay? I really appreciate your voice. I'm thankful for what you're doing. I'm praying for you. Stay safe and uh, keep sending me stuff, all right? I'm following you on Twitter. You need to be following her as well, at Kelly. That's K-E-L-L-Y-S-K-E at Kelly SKE follower, and then also check out her podcast, A Time to Stand. Thank you for being on the show, Kelly. And uh, Thanks for having stay me. Stay safe. We're going to talk to you soon. God bless. Okay. God bless. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Woo, I'm fired up today. Uh, hey, listen, folks, anytime somebody opens up a conversation with the phrase, hey, you remember last year when fill in the blank, whatever, uh, it's a pretty solid bet that you're going to have to scratch your head a little while before the thing I'm unfolding coalesces once again in the dusty recesses of your old memory bank. Why is that? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the news cycle in this country operates as if it's being peddled by Lance Armstrong back when he had two balls and was still on the juice. That's pretty fast. Nevertheless, when I say the words Loudoun County, Virginia, I'm guessing most of you don't come up with the double zeros. This county was, after all, ground zero for a whole heaping helping of controversy in the past year. And it's some of that controversy that I want to talk to you about today. A special grand jury has been convened to discuss and rule on whether or not criminal charges should be brought against officials of the left-leaning school board for covering up the sexual assaults of a transgender student against fellow classmates last year. Now, you may or may not recall, there's that fast and furious news cycle for you, but I talked about this when it was happening. This boy who claims to be a girl, was accused and found guilty of rape of a girl in the school bathroom. And instead of being processed appropriately for his crime, he was transferred to another school in a very hush-hush manner so that there wouldn't be any negative press. Then, while he was at this other school, guess what he did? He assaulted another classmate and was found guilty of felony abduction and sexual misdemeanor battery. This was the case where the father of the first girl was the one who came out and broke the story about how it was quietly handled. You may remember that. Well, let's talk for a second about something else you may remember the election of Glenn Youngkin to the governorship of Virginia. Now, in January of this year, the Loudoun County School Board was announcing that it would not release a taxpayer-funded report about the incidents to the public so as to protect the families involved. Yeah, I guess they're protecting one of the families involved, right? Anyway, also, 
in January of this year, Youngkin took office, and uh, he started out right. He issued an executive uh, to start an investigation into, well, pretty much everything. Now, hopefully that investigation has some actual teeth. After all, it's taken a freaking year to even get to this point, and they're not going to be able to count on the mainstream media to continue shining a light on it. As far as the media is concerned, the faster this story can disappear, the better. Now, if you're a parent out there, hello, it's possible that you didn't forget about this incident. It's possible that you, much like me, had it sort of branded into your brain along with all the other dangerous and sometimes deadly woke nonsense to which our children have been overexposed to of late. And it's possible that you've been waiting in the wings to hear that some sort of justice will finally be served. Maybe you won't have to wait much longer. The long arm of the law may occasionally be put in a sling when the wrong people inhabit the halls of power, but it can always heal and come back stronger than it was before. Now, in the meantime, we've reached the part of the sermon where the pastor sends out the collection plates and everybody suddenly remembers that they have a roast that's about to burn in the oven at home. Get your kids out of public school, folks. Woke leftism is a scourge, a curse being poured out over the heads of our youth, and it's not going away anytime soon. It only gets worse before it gets better. And right now, we're at that getting worse stage. Don't sacrifice your kids, their minds, their souls, even their bodies on the altar of convenience or even tradition. They're too important for that. Get them out. Folks, <laughs> I, I can't even with this stuff that's going on in the world today. Um, and, and again, please hear me when I say this. I have no condemnation in my heart for you. All right. You're the parent. You're doing the best you can. I, I don't want it. I know I'm not trying to guilt you into anything. If you can do it and find the way to do it and get the means to do it and you can do it out of a sense of conviction, then do it. You shouldn't be guilted into anything. I hear me when I say this. I, I want to say it 10,000 times, Chris. Don't be guilted into anything. All right. If you think if your if your kid is in a public school system, and you think you got a good handle on it, it's a good system. You know the teachers, you know the educators, you know the administrators, you know the principal, so on and so forth. If you know them, and you and you trust that, then get involved as much as you possibly can, and you do what you can do. Uh, again, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There are some good educators out there. There's some good people. By and large, I'd say most are well-meaning have good intentions. But again, as I've said over and over again, they have a system that's stacked against them. Uh, and it's getting worse and worse. It's going to get harder and harder for them to operate if they're, if they're a person of con conviction. Uh, so I'm not trying to guilt you into anything. I don't want to do that. Never want to do that. I've always said that when it, you know, especially after COVID, there's, there's two mindsets, maybe more, but specifically two mindsets of homeschoolers. One who does it out of a conviction, like this is what God's called them to do. In others, they did it because they saw some things going on once the COVID hit. They were having an educated home and the Zoom calls and all this kind of stuff. And they read some of the curriculum maybe for the first time. And they were like, damn, this is what's going on in school. No, we're going to pull our kids out. <clears throat> I want you to be, I want you to be um, fastidious. How's that for a word? I want, you to, I want you to be very steadfast in, in your convictions. And I want to make sure that you are doing what you've got to do that's in the best interest of your child and your family. Um, but we do have to upend this system. We really do. It's, it's built to where there's no accountability. The parents don't have a say anymore. Um, you are being edged out and erased. Your influence is, is being called evil. You've been called a domestic terrorist. Uh, 
you, you get arrested for showing up and speaking out at school board meetings. Uh, you're thrown out for not only speaking your mind, but for sometimes not even wearing a mask. Uh, whatever they could do to silence you. And whenever they silence voices, folks, we've heard it on. We talked about it yesterday, talking about Twitter and free speech and all of these kind of things. Whenever they start silencing voices, we got a problem. We got a problem, man. And that's what this system is set up to do. Anywhere these teachers unions exist and have influence, it's going to be a bad, bad situation for you and for your kids. Time flies, man. I was looking at pictures yesterday of my kids. You know, they're now basically adults. Uh, some of them are actually adults. And I was looking at it, it. Time is a thief. Time is a thief. Time steals away. It doesn't wait for anybody. Does it doesn't ask you to be able to put on pause. And I'm telling you, that time's going to be gone. You got your kids right now. Do what you need to do. Do what you need to do, folks. No apologies. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I never did welcome you to the show. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I'm going to be at uh, Dosi Do down in the Woodlands. That is, uh, well, Spring, Texas, the Woodlands, Texas. All kind of runs together north of Houston. We've got a show. I'm going to bring the ragamuffins. Go get your tickets at watchchad.com. Um, SNL, Saturday Night Live, I don't watch it, but occasionally I see a clip that comes out from it that's worth watching. And uh, here's a good little parody they did about our buddy Elon Musk. Play that clip. Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter for over $40 billion so he can loosen its free speech rules. That's how badly white guys want to use the N-word. <clears throat> wow. Wow. <laughs> that is messed up. I mean, that is messed up. Like, perception is funny, isn't it? Right. I, I mean, stuff like that. Wait, never, like, I, the, seeing that, when I, like when I see that clip, I'm like, what are you even talking about, dude? And Chad, at the end of the day, Elon is an African. He's an African-American. He is literally the definition of the word African-American. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, uh, South Africa is completely ruled by blacks. Yeah. There may be two people in their parliament or Congress, whatever they have that are white. I think there's only two legislators in South Africa that are white. And again, I understand they've had racial upheavals over the years, of course, with apartheid and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, he kind of understands the whole racial culture and war that goes on, not from the American perspective, from something much more recent, folks. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's an African-American. Oh, and... Uh, Speaking of white people that want to say things, play play that Jen Psaki clip. So we have to talk about Peter Ducey for one second. Sure. Okay. Okay. Is he a stupid son of a <laughs> or does he play a stupid <laughs> on TV? Okay. Um, well, um, he works for a, a network. Okay. That um, provides people with questions that nothing personal to any individual, including Peter, Peter Ducey, but might make anyone sound like a stupid son of a. There you go. There you go. So she took, she kind of took a tactful way 
You just say it, you know, he might sound like a stupid son of a bitch. I think Peter's, Peter's the only one asking real questions. I mean, getting to the bottom of it. But, uh, you know, again, can you imagine Kaylee McEnany or Sarah Sanders getting on a, a, a panel like that? And maybe they have. I, I'm not privy to it. I've never seen it. But, I, I mean, you know, I can't imagine, one, you know, Kaylee or Sarah getting on a deal like that and talking about, you know, calling out Jake Tapper or not Tapper, whoever sat in the damn room with them. I could list all those guys off but uh, and call him a stupid son of a bitch. Anyway, that's the... Yeah, Jim, Jim Acosta. Acosta. Jim Acosta. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think the, of, not Tapper. The definition of Peter Ducey will yeah. be Jim Acosta. Yeah. I mean, we had to see that over and over again. They were constantly having to deal with Jim Acosta. Um, man. What do you... I mean... Uh, you know, you know what's going to get really bad, and I'm going to take it back. You, you, we got into that, but what's really going to be bad? They dropped this Title 42, and keep bringing these illegals into the country. You, you want to talk about the hypersexualization of children, but just the dangers of of everybody's going to be in, um, with just trafficking as well as you know, just tons of stuff that's potential harm that's going to be there. Man, you better be praying for this country. You really, you know, we, we could talk about solutions, and we did that with Kelly on the show. We, we could talk about these solutions. You better be praying because, folks, I'm telling you, outside of the hand of God's grace, um, we're in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. Uh, whenever, whenever, whenever God turns men over to their own devices— it, it's confusion. It really is. And we're, we're in that point right now. And I can't say it enough that, you know, get around faith-based people, people who believe in prayer, get around those people, you know, fix your mind, get your mind on higher thoughts. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do it. It's hard sometimes when you get all this stuff coming your way. It really is. But get around community of faith. Get around those people who can encourage you and build you up and encourage you that, uh, that the that the prospects of the future are as bright as the promises of God, if we'll embrace those promises, if we will. And uh, right now we're not doing that, folks. We're in, we're in a lot of trouble. We're at each other's throats. And I hate that. I really do. I hate that it's that way. But there's some insidious forces that are going on. And um, uh, we can't turn that tide by ourselves. It's going to take the divine hand of providence, truly, and his grace and mercy. Uh, got a couple of things I want to tell you. Don't leave. We will be right back. Head over to blazetv.com. Blazetv.com. Um, I saw the numbers. I saw the numbers for how many people signed up in the last quarter for overtime. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I mean, they're, 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 yeah. Healthy. It could be more. I, I'm laying some life coaching nuggets on you for 20 minutes. It comes out on Friday. You can find it. You go in the Chad Prather Show, you'll see overtime. Click on it. I guarantee it'll make your life better if you listen to it and just really meditate on the things I'm saying. Just giving you 20 minutes of life coaching. Some people pay, would pay a lot of money for that. A lot of money for that. Uh, but you can use the new promo code CHAD. Get $10 off on your annual subscription. 
blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and sign up. Watchchad.com. For all the fun stuff is, check it out. We're giving away gas cards this week, just saying. Hey, tomorrow's hump day. We will be back with you. Humpity hump. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.